What's up, my friends? Welcome to Good Human, a show on the Cheap Seats Network where we chat about wellness, lifestyle, navigating this crazy world, and just doing our best to be a good human. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. What is up, my friends? Welcome back to another episode. Happy March 1st. Unbelievable. I can't believe it's already March. I feel like everybody says this every year, but truly, the year is already flying by. This episode is a little bit late because I've been doing episodes every Tuesday for a little while now, and one of which includes a monthly chit-chat where we don't really have any big like topic to cover. We're just kind of chatting, giving the vibes of like my old Instagram stories when I would go on there a lot and just chit-chat, but I've been getting in my head a little bit about it lately, which is why this episode is going up a little later than usual because I got in my head. I got in my head this week. Self-doubt, baby. It gets the best of us sometimes, you know? I just feel weird sometimes doing these, like, chit-chat casual episodes because it's like, why would anybody tune in just to, like, hear about my life? Who am I? But we kicked those limiting beliefs to the side, and here we are with our February recap chit-chat. I do not have a sparkling water today. Instead, I have the new Starbucks drink. I didn't actually know they were coming out with a new beverage, but my friend did inform me this morning. So this is the iced toasted vanilla oat milk shaken espresso. What a mouthful. I absolutely loved the other shaken espresso drink, the brown sugar one. That one's bomb.com. So let's talk about this new drink, shall we? Starbucks iced toasted vanilla oat milk shaken espresso bop or flop. I got it half sweet. I always get my Starbucks drinks half sweet. I just prefer it that way. And I fully expected this drink to be a bop, but it tastes almost identical to the sugar cookie latte that they came out with over the Christmas time. I think it was like a sugar cookie almond milk latte, but I always got it with oat milk anyways. So this is like pretty much the same thing. I don't know if they still have that drink. It came with the sugar cookie syrup. This one has the toasted vanilla syrup. I'm questioning whether those are just like the same syrups because they're giving the same thing. And I loved, love, love, loved the sugar cookie latte with the oat milk. So I do love this, but I can't in good faith give it a bop because I was expecting it to be different. Why are we putting out new beverages if they're tasting the same as the old beverages that we're putting out Starbucks? Like maybe we just don't need new drinks. Maybe we can just stick with what we know, stick with what we're good at. So I will give this a solid blop because she is a bop on her own. In her own right, she's bopping. But in the grand scheme of other Starbucks beverages, this is the same. This is the same. This is the sugar cookie oat milk latte one and the same, but it's delicious. Had a bit of a conniption over this drink earlier because Matt got the same thing because he also wanted to try it, but he wanted vanilla cold foam on top of it. So I ordered that for him and I just get really paranoid whether my order when I go out places, whether it's like a restaurant or Starbucks, that it's correct, that it's actually oat milk, that it's actually like vegan meat because I get really paranoid that they have messed something up and I'm going to get sick. Hashtag anxiety things. So I fully convinced myself that they just put the labels on the wrong cups and that mine actually had the cold foam in it because it was a lighter color. It was a lighter color than Matt's, okay? Why would my drink be a lighter color if his had cold foam in it? 
that just makes me feel like the cold foam settled into the beverage, made it a lighter color, and now I'm going to have stomach problems later. But I'm drinking it anyways, because I'm trying to power through those kinds of thoughts, and when things are out of my control, I've been trying not to freak out lately, which is a great segue into a quote in the book that I've been reading. I got it for my birthday at the beginning of the year. I think I've talked about it. 101 essays that will change the way that you think. I am absolutely obsessed with it. Every essay I read in this book, it's applicable to my life. It resonates with me. It gives me like a mind-blown moment. I am obsessed with this book. But the current essay I'm reading in it is 102 Ways to Not Let Irrational Thoughts Ruin Your Life, which I need that. And one of the little points in this essay really resonated with me. I felt like it was very applicable to my life, a nice reminder that I needed. So I will read it. It says, expand your perceptions. If you're uncomfortable, you're being pushed to think beyond what you've known. You're being called to see yourself in a new way. Open yourself to possibilities you normally wouldn't consider or layers of yourself you've yet to see. And I think one of the reasons I love this book so much is because it kind of like guides you in the right direction, but is still open to interpretation and how it applies to your life. So reading this for me, especially that second sentence, you're being called to see yourself in a new way, that hit me. Because when things make me uncomfortable or when things like don't go as planned, my gut reaction is to get really stressed out. I'll get frustrated. I'll cry. I'll think it's literally the end of the world where that's actually an opportunity for me to see a new side of myself, an opportunity for me to deal with a problem I've never dealt with, a new opportunity for growth. So whether that's something small like thinking my Starbucks order is wrong and getting upset about it, or something bigger, like last week, two weeks ago, I was driving on down the road in my new car that I just got a month ago, and a rock hit my windshield and cracked it. And boy, did I have a freak out. I don't love to highlight this side of me, but I feel like I can definitely be like a woe is me person sometimes. And so naturally, I like start crying and I'm like, of course this happens to me in my new car. I've never in my life ever had my windshield crack in any way and of course this is the time that it happened like why wouldn't this happen to me just throwing myself an unnecessary pity party which i think there's a difference between like feeling your feelings and having a pity party and like dwelling and i sometimes tend to bleed into the pity party and it's frustrating because i don't always mean to like i'm trying to be conscious of not entering the pity part it's like a, it's a surprise pity party that's what it is and once I once I show up once I rock up to the surprise pity party it's like well I'm already here so I might as well like participate and that's something that I'm trying to stop doing so again that little quote from the book I think really applies to that situation like all right girly girl your windshield's cracked you now have an opportunity presented in front of you to react a certain way to handle it a certain way to deal with a problem you've never dealt with before. That's great. Why are we freaking out? Let's take a deep breath and let's figure it out. Which actually, the repairing of my windshield was a fantastic experience. I never in my life have showed up to a place involving cars and had this nice of an experience. I went to a safe light repair, safe light repair, safe light replace, and I was not looking forward to it. It was during the workday, so like I had to bring my laptop so that I could work while I waited for my car to be done. This angel of a man working the front desk, I don't remember his name. It was Thomas or it was Phil, and I don't know which one it was, but God bless him. 
he was so nice, not only to me, but to everyone. He went up to this other man that was there waiting for his car and he was like, I have to ask, how old are you? And the guy was like, um, (laughs) he was like, I'm 63. And Phil or Thomas or whatever his name was, he was like, I just want to let you know that you're doing great. And you could tell that it like really caught the other guy off guard because most people don't walk around saying stuff like that. But he went on to like elaborate. He was like, you have such a calm, serene presence about you. He was like, I love people so much and I can really see people through their eyes. And I'm sitting here on my laptop eavesdropping about to cry he just shook this man's hand. He's like, I just want to let you know that like whatever you're doing in your life, keep doing it. I believe life is meant to be enjoyed and I can really tell that you enjoy it. (laughs) I was like, oh my god, Phil, Thomas, you're being so cute. He lowered the cost of the repair for me. I like prepaid online before I got there. And when I got there, he was like, let me see what I can do for you. He lowered it like 30 bucks. Later on, a woman and a baby came in and he was like, oh, I love old people and I love babies. He's like, babies have such an awe and wonder about them that we really lose after a couple years of life and I just find them so enjoyable to be around. This man was like truly built for customer service, especially in a scenario where people are probably upset. Like if you're going to get your car fixed, you're like generally not in a great mood about it. So huge shout out to Phil or Thomas at Safelight. What else has been going on lately in the month of February? Oh, great news. Your girl got a promotion at work. I like to keep a lot of my work stuff private, so I won't go too much into it, but it does come with a funny story that was really not funny to me at the time, but it is now. Now we can all look back on it together and laugh. So this was a couple weeks ago. It was like 4 p.m. on a Wednesday. I was having a hard week. Work was really stressing me out. I felt like things kept getting in my way and I swear within like an hour, it was like four things happened that was just putting the brakes on all of these different projects that I was doing. I was like, I don't know how I'm supposed to like move forward or get anything done. I was just feeling very frustrated. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to feel my feelings and I'm going to have a good cry. And the cry turned into a small mental breakdown. Mind you, it's like 4.15 now. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to wrap up my mental breakdown. I'm going to wrap up what I'm doing, call it a day, and we'll try again tomorrow for a better day. And that's when my boss messages me. And he says, do you have a minute to talk? I have tears streaming down my face. But of course, I was like, sure, I have a minute to talk, thinking that it would just be a phone call, a little a little voice call, not a video call. So to my surprise, when I take the call, my boss is on video. And at that moment, He says, do you mind turning on your video? I saw my life flash before my eyes. At that moment, I could do nothing but tell the truth. Looking back, there are many things that I could have said. There are many things I could have said prior to taking the call. Give me five minutes. Maybe I could have like collected myself a bit, but no, I had no brain cells left. So I said, I have been crying. So no, I, I, I cannot turn my video on right now. I don't, I don't want to do that, actually. So then I feel awkward because I'm like, he probably thinks I'm crying because something horrible happened, but really I just was stressed and frustrated about work. So then my boss goes, oh, okay, that's fine. Like, I wanted to see your reaction. And I'm holding back tears and I'm like, reaction to what? And this man goes, I just wanted to let you know that we are promoting you. <laughs> tears. I start sobbing. 
you would have thought I won Miss America with the way I was crying, okay? Just the most fragile state I could have possibly been in to have accepted that news. Of course, I was so excited. The tears were happy tears. But I have not felt that emotionally drained in such a long time. Within like 20 minutes, I went from crying out of frustration to sobbing because I was so happy. Followed by anxiety about what my boss thinks of me and my mental stability. (laughs) But it's all good now. We are looking back and we are laughing. But if you ever think you've embarrassed yourself in front of your boss, you can refer back to this story and know that what you did was probably not that bad. Transitioning over to some of my favorites for the month of February, I wanted to talk about some banging songs that have been added to my gym playlist recently. I've been really consistent with the gym for the last couple of weeks, like throughout the month of February. I've been feeling so good and I think a fire gym playlist is very much key to that. So starting out with Blackout by Breathe Carolina, just really bringing me back to like the end of middle school, pre-high school. The song absolutely slaps, which then leads me into my next one, which is Starstruck by 303. Such a banger. This genre of music makes me so happy and takes me back to being like 14 and just absolutely having no business to be listening to these types of songs and like absorbing these lyrics. But those two songs go hard in the gym. On a very different note, Be My Lover, rediscovered that one. I think that's one of the best feelings in life is when you rediscover an old song that you are absolutely obsessed with and you get to like re-experience the obsession for a little bit. I don't know when this song came out. I think in like the 90s. Be My Lover by Labouche. I'm so sorry if I am mispronouncing that, but this song is so good. If you need a song to strut on the treadmill to, this is the one. And then the last song is a more recent one. This was a TikTok remix, and I'm really surprised that it's on Spotify because I know a lot of the times when people create really, really good remixes on TikTok, they can't just put it on Spotify because they don't own the rights to the original songs. So I don't know how this one got put on Spotify, but it's the Motive X Promiscuous Mix, Motive by Ariana Grande mixed with Promiscuous by Nelly Furtado. Oh my god, it's so good. Quite the array there of different songs, but all four of those are on repeat all the time on my gym playlist. Moving into a little bit of a more serious note, last thing I wanted to talk about was the last week of February is NIDA week, which is the National Eating Disorder Awareness Week, and a week that is very important to me. So actually my sorority in college, one of our philanthropies was ANAD, which is anorexia nervosa and associated disorders. So We would raise money for that organization as well as just awareness for eating disorders. And through that was actually the first time that I recognized that the things I was doing um, and kind of the beliefs that I had around food and my body were not healthy. So these two organizations and this time of February is always really important to me because I truly don't know what would have gotten me to the point of kind of recognizing those things and recognizing that the behaviors I was doing were not healthy without being a part of my sorority and without having our philanthropy be ANAD. Like, it's just very important to me and it was a really big turning point for me in my life. 
So I always think it's really important to talk about disordered eating habits because that is a big part of all of this. And I think so many people, while they may not have full-on eating disorders, are displaying habits of disordered eating. I talk a lot about diet culture and I think that diet culture, the way we were raised, the relationships that we were taught to have with food play a huge part in that. Many, many, many disordered eating habits were always just seen as being healthy. Restricting foods, not eating enough, over-exercising, like burning off the food that you ate, that's like a common thing that people still say about working out. Like fitness instructors, work off that Thanksgiving dinner or like earn your dessert. That's messed up. But that kind of stuff is what we've been surrounded with growing up and what we're taught is healthy. Orthorexia or the obsession with like being healthy is a very, very real thing that I think many, many people struggle with. And like I said, it took me years and years and years to even get to the point where I could acknowledge that the things I was doing was obsessive. I talked so, so, so much before on this podcast and on my Instagram about how living life in that manner is so exhausting. It is so sad. The things that you make yourself miss out on because of that obsession with what you're eating or what you're drinking or how you're exercising is so real. But because it is not necessarily what we envision an eating disorder to be, people don't pay attention to it. So that's why I've always been so vocal about creating a healthy relationship with food and really getting to like the root cause of why we have these ideas around food and healing ourselves so that we can live our lives in truly healthy ways. Not what diet culture or the fitness culture says is healthy, but a truly mentally, physically, emotionally healthy way. This is a topic that I could just talk forever on. It is a topic that I'm probably most passionate about in life. So I have two episodes out that kind of go more into detail about these kinds of topics if you want to hear more about it. Episode number two was building a healthy, happy relationship with fitness. And then episode number eight is all about breaking up with diet culture. Both are about creating healthy, sustainable relationships with both fitness and food. But I won't go too into detail on this episode. I did want to share one thing that I've been doing lately and been seeing a lot of other people paying closer attention to is to not be so quick to compliment people's bodies or their appearances, which is so hard for me, I found. I think for me, sometimes the compliments about my appearance meant the most to me because I was so insecure with the way that I looked that someone else validating me felt really good. And I think that has led to me thinking that one of the nicest compliments you can get is about somebody's appearance, but it's not. Whether it's something you think is positive and you mean well or it is something negative, people's bodies don't need to be talked about, period. Like, our bodies should not be the focus. So I've been really trying to do away with compliments that are on people's physical appearance and some alternatives to that can be about how someone made you feel. It can be about a quality within a person. I found it especially hard with Instagram because I do follow a lot of, like, fitness accounts And your body is a large focus of, like, fitness content. So the first thing that comes to mind could be like, oh my gosh, like, you look so good, your butt looks so big, your waist looks snatched. But I don't want to be giving those compliments anymore 
because a they're not always warranted people don't always want them even if you think they're well intended and b i think we should really work on normalizing other kinds of compliments so instead when i'm commenting on people's fitness posts i'm telling them how strong they are how they crush their workout how proud of them i am words of encouragement like get it you go girl stuff like that it doesn't always have to be our bodies that are the focus of the attention other compliments i love are you look so happy i love your energy outside of social media compliment how people make you feel compliment people's personality traits people have so much more to offer than their bodies so i really think it's a big focus for me at least to take that emphasis off people's bodies and focus on who they are how they make me feel what i love about them and one last thing i want to touch on that kind of goes hand in hand with that is weight loss is typically seen as a good thing like when we hear about somebody losing weight when we see someone who has lost weight we automatically associate that with a positive emotion. We might want to tell someone they look so good. We might want to congratulate them. And I think there is a way to still celebrate people who have lost weight if that's what they set out to do without making their body the focus. I've said before that I have never gone through a weight loss journey. I've never lost a significant amount of weight but I truly think that weight loss is something that people need to put a lot of thought into before they start to engage in habits that are going to make them lose weight. I think you really need to figure out why you want to lose weight and you may unpack a lot of stuff and realize that you don't necessarily want to lose weight, you might just want to feel confident or you don't necessarily want to lose weight, you want to feel good. I think there's always a way to take the emphasis off the body, which leads me back to if someone has lost weight and you automatically right away want to tell them they look amazing, I think sometimes that does more harm than good. You are by default telling them that they look better now. They look better in this thin body than they did at a higher weight. They didn't look amazing before. And some people might think that's like reading into it too much and people are too sensitive. I don't think that. I think that we should not be making comments on people's bodies, whether we think they're positive or not, because it sends a lot of other messages. You don't know what that person is going through. You don't always know what they intended to do. You don't always know that they wanted to lose weight. Like, this could be a bad thing for them. And I think the emphasis on people's bodies just sends us into a spiral of a lot of stuff that we don't need to be focusing on. So if someone has lost weight and they intended to lose weight and you're really wanting to compliment them, absolutely do so in a way that's not making their body the highlight. Tell them how freaking proud of them you are. Tell them how inspiring they are to you. Tell them how happy you are for them that they've accomplished a goal that they set out for themselves. Do you see where I'm getting at? Like, there's always a way to remove that huge emphasis and focus on the body and put it somewhere else that's going to actually make people feel good and support a healthy relationship with their body and with food. And also just a reminder that weight loss is not automatically good and weight gain is not automatically bad. That is so, so, so ingrained in us that putting on weight is a bad thing and losing weight is a good thing when that's not true. It is so different for every person and to me, how you feel comes so far above how you look. I've talked about how I've put on the most weight I ever have. I'm multiple sizes bigger than I've ever been and I feel the best I've ever felt. 
but I've carried guilt with me about gaining this weight because the world tells you that weight gain is bad. I am healthier and happier now at a higher weight than I ever was when I was over-exercising, under-eating, had a horrible relationship with my body and with food and with fitness. And again, I dive so much further into this on those two episodes that I mentioned. It takes so much unlearning of the things that we've been taught through society, through diet culture, through fitness culture. But it's one of my most favorite topics, and I think it is extremely, extremely important. So just some food for thought. I know Need a Week is over, but that is an important part of the month of February for me, so I wanted to share. So I think that about wraps up my little February recap, a little February chit-chat. Please let me know if you guys like these episodes, because I totally don't have to do them if you hate me just like talking about a bunch of random stuff and let me know if there is anything specific that you'd want to hear about and if you could rate and review the podcast that would be amazing i appreciate you for listening to the podcast for being here for being here in general i hope you know that you're doing a great job if nobody's told you lately i think you're killing it and i'm really proud of you have a wonderful rest of your week and until next time see ya